We continue with the Baltimore Orioles on our special edition of State of the Division trade deadline outlooks. And so we've covered the Yankees, the rest of the AL East, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Rays. And now we get to the Baltimore Orioles, who are in a really, really unique spot right now because they're three and a half games out of the wild card, which no one really had in their 2022 MLB predictions. They're 19 and 11, their last 30, Sam, which is absolutely crazy considering they really don't have much star power outside of Cedric Mullins. Adley Rutschman has been a stud. He's already at 1.8 war this season, and he's been slugging it as of late. But it's like, do you really believe that the Orioles can make a playoff run this season? Don't like I love them. They're so fun, dude. Like the fact that they're 19 and 11 in their last 30 is absolutely insane. But they're in a really weird position come this trade deadline because probably about a month ago, we were kind of touting them as a team that would sell with all these, you know, great bullpen pieces that they have. We're going to talk about some of the other, you know, DH outfit options that that necessarily they could sell off still. But this is a team that none of us expected to be three and a half games out of the wild card. And their mentality has probably completely shifted in the past month or so. And they're probably really looking at 2023 as their first chance to really be a true Walker team, because I don't think they're going to do it this year, despite how fun they've been. But they're in a really weird spot, Colby. They're in a weird spot because they, you know, they really could try to go and, and win this season. But that would take going and getting a Luis Castillo, a Tyler Malley. And I don't think they're going to want to give up any of their top you know, prospects because they've been building for so long. It's almost like they've been building for so long to get to this moment. It would be a shame to spoil it a year too early. And I think I don't think they're going to make that mistake. I mean, what I do want to touch on is like looking to next year, their potential lineup is insane. And especially you have Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall as well coming up. So their potential lineup next season could be Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mountcastle, Adley Rutschman, Austin Hayes, Gunnar Henderson, who is now from MLB Pipeline, the top number five prospect. And I know Aram, when he updates the just baseball prospect, this Gunnar might be in the top 10. So Gunnar is, is about to be, you know, one of the better shortstops in baseball, which came kind of out of nowhere this season. He was a top prospect before that. Then beyond that, you have Jordan Westberg, who is kind of below Henderson, but still a really, really good prospect. You have Kyle Stowers, who's a power hitting. I wouldn't want to say Gallo type, but he is kind of that three true outcome. Big power guy, walks a lot, strikes out a lot guy, but that can be good in a lineup, right? Jorge Mateo at shortstop, who doesn't put up the offensive numbers, but he's been one of the best defensive shortstops in all of baseball. And then you have the possibility of going out and signing some free agents and whatnot. Who they will trade, though, is Trey Mancini. That seems like it's as much as done at this point. It's just finding which team is going to give you the most prospect capital because, you know, as much as the story of Trey Mancini in Baltimore is amazing. I mean, coming back from colon cancer, it doesn't seem like they're going to hold on to him for three months if they can get good prospects for him. The other guy is Anthony Santander, I talked about, because Kyle Stowers is right there. I think Kyle Sowers can come in and take over and basically produce what Santander is doing right now. So you might as well trade Santander to a team possibly like the Blue Jays, right? So those seem to be the two guys. And then beyond them, they're going to trade a ton of bullpen arms. Maybe not a ton. There's just a lot that they could trade, whether it's Jorge Lopez 
or Felix Bautista, who both have 1.59 ERAs. Then you have Dylan Tate, who has a 2.35 ERA. Every guy in this in this Orioles bullpen has an ERA below three. It's crazy. I think, you know, and it's interesting. I don't think they deal the bullpen arms. I think if they do deal a bullpen arm, it would be Tate because I feel like with Lopez Bautista, you don't want to deal those guys because they've been so good this year. But if there's one guy, like, I think they should target would probably be Tyler Malley because they need starters. I think, like, Tyler Wells is really their only acceptable starter at this point that can at least get them out. Everybody else is pretty average at best. So I think Tyler Malley, you know, I talked about it with the Yankees a little bit earlier. If you get him out of Great American Ballpark, maybe you could have more success at Camden Yards. We'll see. But I think if they are going to buy, I think it's going to be a mixed deadline for them because I do think Mancini goes, but I would not be surprised if they traded for a low-end starter like a Malley who would be there for the, you know, I don't know. Is Malley under contract next year as well? Yes. He is? Okay. So he still has control. So I would not be surprised if they brought him in during this trade deadline to at least bull bolster that rotation at some point and then you would have for next year as well so i think it's going to be a mixed bag for the baltimore Orioles. they're fun they're not a playoff team right now possibly next year that is the funny thing though it's like if they continue on this pace they really could possibly be a playoff team man i mean the the impact of adley rutschman cannot be understated because I mean, just looking at his numbers, dude, and he struggled out of the gate. He still has a 115 WRC plus right now. But let me just pull up real quick to cap this off what he's done in the last like since June 1st or even since June 15th. Let's do that. He has a 163 WRC plus since June 15th. He's already playing at an all star level. Right. And so at that point, you're like, okay, well, maybe we should add because potentially Adley can kind of carry us there. But I still think that you trade away Mancini, you trade away Santander, you trade one of those bullpen arms away, you gear up for next year because I think you have a real chance next year when Deal Hall, when Grayson Rodriguez are healthy and Gunnar Henderson is up. Yeah, the biggest, the last thing that I have in the Orioles, the biggest like roadblock that they have in making the playoffs is of their like 70 something remaining games, 39 of them are against the AL East. So, And this is the most competitive division in baseball right now by far. So I think 39 games against the rest of these divisional opponents who honestly have been beating up on them for the past couple of years. I don't think it's going to turn out real well for them. I think they could win over 75 games. Don't think they're a playoff team right now, though, unfortunately. Yep. I'm in agreement with you, Sam. That'll do it here. State of the division special edition. Hope you enjoyed it. Trade deadline outlooks. Is the trade deadline one of your favorite days throughout the MLB season? Oh, easily. And it's so electric. Phones buzzing all day. It's such a great time. It's like winter meetings, but like I feel like I think the trade deadline's like way more exciting just because it's like a flurry. And the offseason, it's like just so slow sometimes. You won't see signings till like February. Trade deadline's easily like a top 10 day in baseball. It's got it. Yeah, it might be top three for me personally. Yeah, You're just checking Twitter the whole day. Jeff Passon's like, oh my God, he just tweeted. That was my little trade deadline rant. All right. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the trade deadline. See you later.